Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller. I am Amir. Fergie's about to jump on. One week in, playoffs are exciting, games are rocking. We get into it all. We get into did the Clippers make the right decision? Dallas is killing them. We get into some of the series that aren't as interesting, the ones that we're looking forward to watching. Um, and we get into our bets, future bets, um, what happened to Westbrook tonight, and so, so much more. Listen in. Yo, 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 Fergie. Yo, what up, my man? Uh, my bank account's kind of going up, and yours is not. <laughs> actually, uh, it's not going up too much for me. Uh, no, actually, it's going down for me, too. It's just not going as much as yours right now. <laughs> um, last week, so you lost all your games. That's okay. But one of them you lost because of the spread, but you still lost. And then one of them I lost because of the spread, too, so... But I did go one, two for two. You went 0 for 4. You lost 850. That's a, that's a, that's a big blow right there. That that's, definitely is a big blow. You went for from 12,900 to 12,050. I went from 7,700 to 7,500. That's so all right. That's still, still commanding lead. You still got a lead. You got a lead. But I know you're happy about your, uh, your Dallas team, homie. Man, it's really good to watch uh, to watch karma unfold, right? The cl- the Clippers trying to lose so they can get Dallas, and Dallas just basically saying, "Here it is, I'll punch you right in the mouth, and I'm gonna attack it and take a two-zero lead on your home court." I mean, how dirty is that to just go into LA and be like, "You're you're doing the Clipper thing, man." And that's the thing. It's you know, uh, Pat Riley had a, a, a quote that said, a series doesn't start till a home team, home team loses. Yeah. You lost both home fucking games. And it's different in Dallas. It's going to be a full house in Dallas. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's not half-assed like LA, like where it's like five, 6,000. It's a 19,000 people chanting against you, you know? And, and, I, and I sure as hell hope that they don't come back to LA because... And it, and it really might not because, yeah, in Dallas, that thing is going to be rocking. Yeah. And you get that crowd, a lot of that young energy with those guys out there, they are shooting the hell out of the ball. And I'll be honest, I mean, watching the end of it too, they weren't playing to lose. I mean, they were still attacking. They were still balling out. So yeah. this wasn't like they limped into to two wins. They earned both those wins. Yeah, they, it wasn't fluke for either of those wins. And no. the, the funniest uh, – the Two pictures that I loved was one when, who was it? Was a Kawhi that dunked on somebody in the first game? Yeah. And like Paul George and Morris and Kawhi are like kind of like over on top, like whoever's on the ground, like yelling at him. And then it, it just looked like, you know, those like, like those little dogs that just like are macho, but the, like it's like just all bark and no bite. That's the Clippers. They're all just fucking talk. You know what? It's so funny you say that too, because they had another time yesterday. Paul George, I mean, he made an amazing crossover on Porzingis and dropped him. Yep. It was a beautiful, beautiful move. And Porzingis was even laughing about it. Yeah. But did you see behind, right after the play, the bench is literally on the baseline, like one foot out of bounds, 
like almost like pointing and laughing. I'm like, yeah, did I get it? Like laugh with your teammate side, but man, you're taking it to another level just to stand right next to them, basically like pointing at the dude. But hey, who no, got the I, I last saw the, yeah, I mean, I saw I saw the same thing, and that, once again, it was like that's the Clippers, like. Yeah. they it's like they've never achieved anything and it's funny because all these guys are new but it's like this as soon as they get to the clippers they feel like they have this like new uh aura of like invincibility it's like yo you guys still haven't done anything no, it's the it's the paul george effect it's it can't be the quiet thing right it's definitely not the quiet thing because he doesn't say anything Dog, Kawhi's still balling. I mean, it's, it's the Paul George yeah. effect, man. Yeah. He just he tr- he tries to play just too damn smooth, and I don't know, bro. I mean, you take a look at it. yeah, you're gonna say, oh, he got his he got his points, he got his points, shooting from three. I mean, he needs to be able to put some of these in. Are you yeah. are you seeing what he did last night? He was one for seven from three. Uh, the night four, he was two from eight from three. Like, these are some clutch times. He needs to be making some buckets and whatever he's that's why he's it. getting all that do you think Kawhi, if they lose in the first round will leave um god i mean who knows what's important to him he never says anything so he he could just be like i've won my two championships you know i i, I led toronto for god's sakes that was right. my team just put them on my shoulders and, and won it for him um it could be enough for him just to be like i won those two i'm gonna kind of stay close to home with the family and all that stuff but if he wants to win another one, he's he's got to abort mission and head out because you think I'm so. Sorry. You think you don't think that that the, the Clips have a chance at all in the future. I, I don't either. think I don't think with Paul George and you can go back as long as we've been doing these. I, I don't think he's a, a winner. I don't think he has what it takes during crunch time um, to be your running mate to win a championship. No, I don't. Yeah, uh, well, here, like this, you can take it as you want. So you know, there's a plus minus for each player for every game. Paul George's stat line is pretty good. 40 minutes, 12 for 22, 1 for 7, 3 for 3 uh, free throws, uh, 12 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal, um, but his plus minus is negative 18. It's the lowest out of all of them. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, did, I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. It was, I know it was just yesterday, but who was he? Was he guarding Luca? A good amount too, or no? They, they I mean, they rotated a couple of players on him, but then, I mean, Dallas is smart. They just set a screen, and uh, Clippers don't fight over it. They just, as most teams do, they just switch it, and then so he would get like, I don't know, he'd get Morris on him, or he would get, get Beverly you know, towards the end. Beverly, uh, and then who? Uh, Colin is it? Collins? What's the guy's name? Not, not. No, you get um, the other Jackson, the other Reggie Jackson. I get Collins, yeah. uh, Reggie Jackson. They would just switch on him, and then he would just take him into the post and. He's big enough and strong enough where once and he's quick enough to take one step past them. And then, you know, it's just Euro step and layup, basically. Can we talk about how I know he was a pro before he got to the NBA, but the maturity and like well beyond his years, his basketball IQ. Yeah. Yeah. He oh, still yeah. shows his youth when he complains a lot. And I get it. Luca complains a ton um, as a superstar, which most of the superstars do nowadays, but his basketball IQ for being that young is just off the freaking charts when he's driving to the lane, when he's separating space, it's, it really is a, a thing of beauty to watch. So um, I'm definitely like, loving it. I feel like a lot of European players that come into the league 
their IQ and the fundamentals are so much better than American players. Uh, well, I got to believe that at a younger age, the coaches for these European teams or clubs growing up aren't the same bullshit AAU coaches in the United States. I'm sorry. I just, I have to feel like they're teaching them so many more fundamentals. I mean, if you watch any European guy coming into the league, they're fundamentally sound, right? With whatever they're doing, the bounce pass, the entry pass to the post, the uh, away from the ball movement, the screening, the like positioning on defense, lateral foot speed, they may not be there, but these guys are fundamentally sound. And I have to attribute that to the coaches, you know, from a younger age when they're 15, 16, 17 playing for these national teams, um, they're getting exposure at a, at a high level and playing the right way. Whereas opposed to 15, 16 and 17 AU ball, all it is is just street ball up and down. Yeah. Who can have the nicest dunks? Yeah. You know, who can shoot it from the farthest? And I, without a doubt, that's what I think it, it it's uh, attributed to. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's that it's, I mean, you can take it back all the way to the nineties when like, you know, they first started coming in with Vlade, probably the most fundamentally sound center of the 90s you know like he he could do a little bit of he was way ahead of his time you know yeah and then um who's the dude for uh the nets who um passed away like with a freak accent was petrovic or something like petrovic yeah, yeah i mean he was what he was the smoothest fool like and he came in ready to go like you know yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's true. All right, let's get let's get into our best stuff. Let's get into the – and then we get into all the other topics. So, um, you tell me we'll, – we'll pick one game a day. We can, they okay. could be the same game. They could be different games. So No problem. All right, so tomorrow's game is we got Bucks Heat, Suns Lakers, or Nuggets Blazers. Um, you go first for this one. Um. You know, I gotta go. I gotta go, Bucks. I know they're on the road back home versus the Heat, but uh, you know, I see, I see the Bucks taking it to them after okay. Game Two. I think Game One, they they got their scare. I think they'll come out and um, and handle it nicely. What I see is the Bucks minus one and a half, unless you see it somewhere different. Um, I will I'm take go, it because I I don't I don't have that. I'm right gonna now, go with the I, Bucks for three hundred. So you have Bucks for one. They're uh, they're favored by one and a half, right? Yeah, for three hundred. For three hundred, okay, okay. Trying to make a comeback. All right. Um, tomorrow, you know, I'm gonna go. Come on, just take I'm Lakers. Gonna, you know, minus I'm seven. gonna take Lakers. You know, I am. I'm gonna take minus Lakers. seven. Is that what they are? Yeah. Shit, I'll take it because here's the thing, and this is the thing I wanted to bring up during the podcast, but I'll bring it up now. Is um. Chris Paul injured again in a playoff series. Yeah. Just again, I was thinking the same thing. I was like on another team that, that actually was gelling and had a great chance to beat the Lakers in the series. I mean, shit, there was a lot of game to be played. Uh, It was only after one game, but with a healthy Chris Paul, the Lakers were not humming on all cylinders. So it's just, that is a big time blow. That is, uh, but dude, is it Cameron Payne? Where the fuck did he come from? I remember him doing the handshakes. I do not remember him having a jump shot. I don't remember. I he was he. You know what? They they miss a lot of what Chris Paul brings, but Payne like that was probably the best game he will ever play in his career. Well, 
I do not know what his contract situation is, but that guy just got himself paid. Oh yeah. Um, being oh, a yeah. coming in and being able to hold his own and then some and make plays attacking. I mean, I was looking at it like, damn, who's the starting point guard. Um, yeah, no, it didn't drop off from a production standpoint, obviously a leadership. You can't replace Chris Paul, but uh, yeah, Cameron Payne, I thought the same thing. I was like, where the hell did he come from? That was like, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, he's, he, he's a free agent. Cause they signed him just, he was playing in Europe or something like that or in the, uh, in whatever, uh, the G league or whatever it was. So he's not, he, I don't think he's got a contract beyond this season and he's going to make bank next season. Well, there's going to, yeah, there's going to be a team that whether it is a backup or not, shoot, who knows? I mean, could all of a sudden turn into a starting point guard role. Let's talk about Terry Rozier year, a couple of years ago, right? Yep. I mean, he was falling out for a nice little stint. Next thing you know, shit, he's like the man in, uh, you know, in Charlotte before, obviously, um, you know, LaMelo. They gave him the yeah. big deal over there. So you never know. Cameron Payne could turn into something like that where he gets a nice contract uh, somewhere else or even – or even to back up Chris Paul, knowing that Paul might play one or two more years, and they say, hey, you're going to slide into the starting PG role in two years. He may be yeah, good. Yeah, and, and look, he, I mean, he played 33 minutes. He's not going to ever play 33 minutes, you know, as if Chris he Paul's there, Paul's he's out. probably going to play. But there was a phase where he was playing side-by-side side with Chris Paul to give Booker a break. So, yeah. I mean, he went six for 15, three for seven from the three. I mean, he was making some, and he was – like he was breaking down the Lakers defense again and again until the end. So um, I, I was just like, dude, somebody do something against this man. Like, how is this dude scoring? How many points do you have? Fucking 19 points. Well, uh, he definitely wasn't afraid of the big moment. And, no. uh, and that was pretty cool to see. So I'm going to take Lakers for 300. Oh, because let's go back. Suns. Let's All go right. Suns. Next uh, is Friday. Friday, uh, we got you Knicks. Know I'm, you know who I'm taking. You go first this time, but you know who okay. I'm taking. So <laughs> I'm gonna take it easy one. I'm gonna take Brooklyn. What's the? Do you have the spread on that one? Uh, it says minus seven right now. Okay, I will take Brooklyn. I think this and the um, and the 76ers get, series are probably the two most lopsided series in this in the playoffs. Damn, I want to take Brooklyn too. No, you're gonna take you're gonna take Dallas. That's all right. All right, I'll take I'll take Dallas for only 100 though. Okay, well, uh, hold on. Uh, what was the spread for the Nets uh, uh, game? Minus seven, Brooklyn. Seven, and I will take it for 300 again. Okay. And you are going to take uh, the Clippers are a two point favorite, and I will take the Mavericks for 100. Mavs. What's this? Uh, Clippers are for how many spread? Clippers are two point favorites. Two point favorites, and you're going to take it for a hundred. Right. Let's go, okay. Matt. Right. Saturday, I'll go first. We have four games on the slate. Saturday, I don't have any of the spreads, of course, yet, because game threes will be before it. Yep. Um, I am going to take the 76ers whatever the spread is i'm gonna take the sixers uh in game three for 200 okay um 
Well, it depends on if Westbrook comes back, if that's even a ball game. I know. Um, that's why I'm taking it right now. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we skipped the talking about the New York Atlantic series. New York just won that one. But did you hear some of the chants they were throwing oh. out at Trey? Oh, Trey gosh. is balding. That, 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 that. You know that one was better than the, the one the first game, like when they're saying like F Trey. Or they're whatever. still saying it. They're still yeah. saying it. I don't know. I think that's a little uh, that's a little aggressive in my in my opinion. You can yeah. do the funny chance. Uh, that was just a little aggressive for my taste, especially. I mean, especially here's the thing: you got you got some kids in that in the house too. Yeah, and unless yeah. they're really trying to teach their their kids in New York that that's acceptable type stuff, I get it. Being a crazy fan is is awesome. Like when it's in your blood, uh, it runs in your family. That's that's awesome. But there's also a point where maybe teach them the right way. You know. Like, yeah, sure, no, I agree. Sure for your I team, agree. you can heckle, but um, you know, there's a point I, I don't think you cross when you're teaching some kids too. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. So um, I'm gonna take Miami over Milwaukee. Don't know what that spread is, but I will take it for a hundred. Okay, sounds good. And then we and got then the Sunday matchup. Sunday matchup. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna have to just take the Nets uh, to sweep the Celtics, and they're gonna try to get some rest. So I'm gonna take that for two hundred. 200 and we'll see what the spread is for that one what should i do you gotta take the clippers mavs or the knicks hawks i won't let you take the laker game again (laughs) why because you know it's gonna be a laker win again nope um um, you know i think atlanta is gonna come out swinging uh t- tomorrow night i think that's when they play right we said they're uh, playing tomorrow? oh no i'm sorry friday night they play friday friday so i think sunday atlanta is, uh, new york's gonna get the revenge so i'll go new york okay and i'll go a hundred on that one and that should do it and we'll figure out the spreads on those uh later so but which, now- which series right now watching all of them i'm sure you probably watched a game of of each of the series which one's the most entertaining right now for you um well uh, excluding obviously the lakers um the most entertaining i i actually enjoy watching the dallas clippers because it's exactly how i want it to go um but uh i like you know uh, the Atlanta New York one is for me just fun, especially I think just maybe it's because the atmosphere in New York and how, like the, if you saw the last few minutes of tonight's game, they did not sit down and it was like an inbound with like maybe a minute and a half left. The game was still like with an eight. Yeah. And uh, Trey Young was inbounding and he actually threw a perfect lob for a layup. The guy missed it, but like they were like, on top of him and he like there's this camera angle where he looks over and just starts laughing like i don't know what they were saying to him but I, that atmosphere just looks so cool to me just inter- the atmosphere gets me so I, I would say new york atlanta yeah that was that was pretty cool there was one point today i got home from work turned it on for a few minutes and uh it was like at the end of the first quarter or into the second I, I can't remember what time but new york made a couple threes to like tie it up and they panned to the to the crowd and I swear it was like playoff basketball with Allen Houston, John Starks, and that crowd was just nuts. And in the background, you see Spike jumping up all the play. It was 
that was really really yeah, cool yeah yeah see, so, there I mean, was there they, was another they definitely got it going and if dallas can have that same vibe the clippers they they better be careful man because that plane it may not be a round trip ticket right back to back to la right. it may be pack your bags for summertime bro yeah you may not yeah. be coming back yeah well there was um there's two things one was there was a picture of um uh, Julius Randle from behind and you know he has his arms spread out and the crowd's cheering him I don't know which game it was but it looked so much like Patrick Ewing like the hanging gestures and the man like everything about it and I sent it to Aiden and I'm like if you didn't see the number who do you think this was he's like Ewing it looked like I'll send it to you it looked so much like Patrick Ewing and then against the Dallas comment yeah like it's I don't, so the, I read an article. Do you think now everything that was developing, do you think any of it should have been blamed on Doc or was it just the, or the team players? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell. It's a different, I mean, it's a different team. Don't get me wrong. I mean, last year they had Montrez, they got Lou, had Lou Williams. So it's, it's always, it's a different team. So you can't really, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to say um, about Doc, but yeah, I will I'll blame him a little bit still on Doc. I mean, he he should take some of the some of the blame for you know some of the players not performing at the highest level. Same thing as uh, as right now, Tyrone. He should he should be taking some of the blame as well. For God's sakes, you are at home. What did he do going into the playoffs to get his team revved up for this? He lost yeah. a couple games basically on purpose to get yourself positioned. I don't care it's a mental game man if you if you have an l next to your next to your last couple games that's what you go in thinking you're gonna do and um for him he obviously didn't prepare his team well enough and they're not executing so yeah. I, I mean i definitely give some blame to the coach on this one yeah you you never want to go into playoffs on a losing streak you want to get no. momentum going you want to get a flow you want to get a rhythm and benching your guys like the last couple of games isn't the way to get a flow of anything like no it's just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I agree. Um, so which one do you think is the most entertaining? Uh, you know, I really like watching uh, Denver and the Trailblazers. I watched that both of those one. games and those have been really entertaining. Portland's just very fun to watch uh, with Lillard and McCollum. And, um, you know, I like some of their role players as well. But then you have you have uh, Jokic, who's just like, uh-uh-uh. Not too fast, Portland. Don't forget about me. Yeah, I mean, he's a wizard with the ball. We're talking about some of these guys, um, you know, the European players coming over, and he is fantastic passer. He's got that length. He can do it all. It's so I loved how he responded well. It was it was a nice little like boxing match, right? Game one, Portland came out, threw some haymakers. Next thing you know, Denver comes back game two and says, "Nope, you are not taking two on our home floor." And yeah, so I'm really looking forward to tomorrow night's game. Uh, yeah, game. I like I that. That's gonna be another. That's say there's there's. I think the only like I said the only two series that I really am not paying too much attention to, and it's reflective of like tonight's game, the 76ers Washington game was on NBA TV. Yeah, how sad is you that? Know, that tells you everything you need to know about that series. I know they're not gonna put the Nets series on that just because they have the three, you know, the three headed monster. But yeah, two like, stars. I was surprised they put the uh, Clipper game last night on um on the nba tv uh it, me too i was i was kind of wondering about that also because i tried to turn it on afterwards and then but they did they did end up having it on like fox sports west or yeah something. 
Well, yeah. I think the problem is it's that they're both West Coast games, and then obviously you got the Lakers are just gonna just stomp any other matchup. They just are, you know, yeah. they're gonna get more a more higher rating. So that makes sense. But like, I, I would have tried to do it so, something where it would have taken place over the. I mean, move it to tonight. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, it's just it's just oh, reflective so of like some of these games where when you got first like, round and you're trying to schedule them out, it's really hard to space yeah. it out to where everything can be perfectly on TV and stuff. So, but yeah. I mean, they, they did the right thing. I mean, the one that's going to draw it is the Lakers Suns. That's going to yeah. draw more right yeah. now than Mavs and Clips. So speaking of that series, uh, did you see what happened to Westbrook uh, when he was leading to an injury? He had like an ankle injury. Uh, yeah. Top. So that that's terrible. I mean. Sure, he didn't get hurt, but having food, whether it be popcorn or it doesn't matter what it is, the idea of the fans feeling so open that they can just pour something on a on a player as they leave. Um, you know, there's so many times where the players react and say something, you know, and even I've at times been been critical of the of the players speaking out too much and you know, kind of chirping back at the fans. But you know, they do have a right to. I mean, for God's sakes, they're humans. And if somebody just did that to you on the, you wouldn't just do that to somebody on the street, walk up to them and do that. Why should you be allowed to, you know, why should you be allowed yeah. to do that during a game? Like to pour, pour popcorn on the guys he's leaving. That's, that's pretty weak. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, especially if you're a guy's leaving because of an injury, like how, yeah. how low are you? But here's the thing. I have a question for you. Why does this always seem to happen to Westbrook? That is a great question. And you know, it's funny. I didn't actually see it happen. I was, I was driving home from work and I was listening on the, uh, on the radio and the announcer was just like, Oh, and he's getting into an altercation. And I didn't know what it was. I thought, you know, a fan was just yelling something, which to your point is so true. He always seems to let some fan get under his skin. You can't tell me that he is the only player that gets either yelled at, that gets talked to, gets heckled in, in, in that way, in that manner. I mean, all, all the players do, but it's just about responding. It's about, are you going to let it get under your skin or are you not? And the fans know, Hey, I can get, I can get to this guy. And it shows because yeah. over how many years does it seem to like always get into some altercation with somebody heckling him? Yeah. I mean, look, we were just talking about in New York, they're chanting, fuck you, Trey. <laughs> like yeah. you can't get more, like you have 19,000 people chanting that to you. And he's just like laughing it up. He's, he understands as part of like, I mean, he made some comments early, but it's like part of the game that, that you, if you're talking shit, expect it to be thrown back at you. Very but true. Westbrook is like, he got, he got into an allocation in Utah with a player. Like, there's LeBron is probably the most hated and loved player in the league right now. Yeah. He there's no way he doesn't get more harassed than Westbrook. Well, I will also say he might have a little more going on up there too, where he knows from a brand standpoint, LeBron is on a whole different level. We're talking after basketball continuing his legacy with ownership with all that stuff yeah Westbrook I I don't see that type of thing happening so um, I think LeBron it's a lot more calculated with everything he does he thinks like two seconds before he acts and says is this good for reputation is it not and then he acts accordingly it really is a calculated approach where Westbrook's just straight up fly off the handle but also 
that's what some people love about his game. He's just a full attack mode 24-7, and he does that with his emotions too. Before we get into the game, we got one last thing I want to let you. So the Wolves officially were, quote-unquote, sold to A-Rod's, you know, whatever, group, group. But the majority or the second most shareholder for the Wolves has put in a lawsuit to the majority owner saying what he did was illegal under their buy buy in the contract. So the Wolves are even more of a shit show than they were at the end of the season. So are you saying A-Rod might not get the team now? Yeah. So are you telling me that he lost J-Lo and the Wolves? (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen how much he's tried to get her back? J-Lo's with like Ben, you know. (laughs) I mean, have you seen her lately? She, I mean, she, she's 50 something and looking like she's like, you know, 25, like like 27 in some pictures. It's like, but yeah, he he lost the T-Wolves and he (laughs) lost it. Hey, you know what? He's having a bad week. Yeah. Yeah. He lost the Cougar and the Wolves. (laughs) There you go. The Cougar and the Wolves. All right. What time is it? Game time. All right, buddy. You want to go first or you want me to go first? You go. You got it. I'm going to make it really simple. Speaking of my favorite team, I want you to name all-time leading points for the Lakers. Leading points for the Lakers. All right. And I will say – five, let's just try You to should that. be able to name all <clears throat> ten, but two of them might be a little difficult. But if you, you could probably name at least – you can do top five easy. You can do top right. seven easy. Top all seven right. is easy. For the Lakers, while they were with the Lakers, that's it? Only with the Lakers. Lakers all-time right. all scores. Let's go Kareem. He is surprisingly number three. Okay. Uh, Wilt? Wilt is not. Really? Kobe? Kobe's number one. Um, we're going to go with West. West, the logo, number two. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say he scored a lot. James Worthy. Worthy is number six. Uh, let's take a look. Who else put up serious buckets? Uh, Magic. Magic number five. Um, while he was there, I don't know, but maybe Shaq. Shaq number seven. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Out of these last three, eight, nine, ten, one you should know. The other two, unless you're like a Laker, like know it all, you probably won't. This one of them played with the uh, the Lakers or the eighties and early nineties Lakers. I don't think Byron Scott. I don't think Byron Scott. Okay, maybe just played a lot of years. Okay. And then uh, you got two more. They one of them played in the seventies. I don't think you know or sixties, seventies. Gail Goodrich. George Mikan. No, no, he was uh, no because this is L.A. Lakers. This isn't. Um, yeah, uh, I don't so, know the last two. Gail Goodrich is number eight, oh, and Jamal okay. Wilkes is number ten. Okay, okay, some big names, but yeah, I would. I probably those wouldn't have been off the top of my head. Right I mean, now, so. if you just take the top five, that is. Probably one of the greatest lineups ever. Kobe West, Kareem Elgin, Magic. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say that's 
pretty pretty special. You literally have not only Hall of Famers, potentially the best at each position in your yeah. top five. Yeah. That's crazy. I would, I would agree with that. All right. All right. What are you going to stop me? Like, how bad am I going to do? Oh, you're going to do terrible. So mine, <laughs> keeping it very similar, I want you to name the top seven or eight all-time leading scorers for the Dallas Mavericks. Okay, we got Dirk. Number one, 31,000 points. <laughs> Knowing Dallas's roster is Luca on there already. <laughs> wow, hey, that's a low blow, man. That's a low blow. The Dallas, oh. Dallas Mavericks have a nice... Nice uh, franchise, okay? Wasn't it, uh, was Black, is it Blackman or? Uh, Blackman, number two. Yeah, uh, dude, he was just buckets. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Jay Kidd wasn't there long enough. Jimmy Jackson? Uh, Jimmy Jackson, no. Nash? No. That's what I was going to say. Like, I, I can't, uh, Del, no, Del wasn't there long enough. Uh-huh. Can we make the top three? Because I don't know if I'm going to make it. So I'm going to give you the rest. I'm going to okay. say Mark Aguirre. <sighs> True. Yes, yes. Three. You got Derek Harper, number four. <laughs> Michael Finley, baller. Michael <laughs> Finley. I should have known that one. I should have known that one. And then we got, uh, come on, the Jet, Jason Terry, number six. He was there that long? Yeah. How many points did he have? Uh, Jason Terry with the Mavs, 9,953 in eight seasons. Wow. Wow. Okay. I was going to say, do you want to put your five against my five? <laughs> See how they do? <laughs> Probably not tonight. <laughs> uh, well, once again, you stop me. <laughs> See, like I give you something somewhat easy. You give me like, <laughs> like Jason Terry, it doesn't pop into my mind of an all-time leading scorer for any team. Hey, he helped bring home the championship. He did. Dallas, baby. He also got a tattoo of a championship in Boston and then had to revert it. <laughs> but he did the same thing with Dallas. In the oh, did one. he? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. All right. Well, thank you all listening. Enjoy the rest of the playoffs. And we will be back next week with a lot more money in my bank account and a lot less in Fergie's. Good luck, sir. All right, guys. Peace.